What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Straight Edge Wrestling Podcast. This week in Wrestling Edition, uh, we're going to have quite a bit to talk about this week. I'm put off because my co-host just threw a microphone uh, muffler at me. Um, we've got a lot to talk about looking forward to the next week, looking back on the week that just happened. We're going to start off with a show that we went to last night at Southside Wrestling over in Stevenage here in the UK. Uh, it was a really good show. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's quite a great show. Yeah. Um, so the show was originally supposed to be was the Southside's last ever show, their ninth anniversary show. And originally WWE NXT UK talents, people and other people who now signed to WWE that originated in Southside were supposed to be appearing on it. WWE pulled those talents and AEW stepped in. Cody came over with Brandy. MJF was there. Sean Spears was there. And they put on a hell of a show. Well, you'll give it to Cody as well. He was doing a free meet and greet to everyone. Yeah, from the moment we got in, Cody sat there until bell time. He sat there and he shook everyone's hand. He took photos of everyone. He signed autographs of everyone. Completely free. I'd love to know what time he was still still there after the show. Yeah, and he'd done that afterwards as well. So when the final bell, he came back out as did, as did MJF. And met know, MJF was quite a funny beginning part because he was just threatening to beat everyone up. Yeah, so MJF was being MJF and being an asshole to everyone that wanted a photo with him. Um, so the card was really good. We won't cover the whole card. We'll just cover sort of the main bits, whatever, what sort of impressed us with the night. But I'll say this... First off, two things from, from from me, and I'll let you say what, what you what you were most impressed by. So, um, first off was Ricky Knight Jr., the uh, what would it be nephew of Paige in the WWE. He's the son of Roy Knight from the UK Hooligans, and he had a match against Senza Volto. And I've never seen either of these two guys work before. He wasn't even aware of Ricky Jr., were you? Uh, no, I didn't really know exactly. I, I, I had to explain to you which one, what each night was when we saw him in the side room yeah, before the match like, even so, started. Yeah, so like I knew Roy, Roy and Zach. I forget who's who quite a bit. I forget their names, but like I, I, I know who they are. But I know them as like UK hooligans. I don't really care about them as individuals. To be fair, um, but Ricky Very Knight nice. Junior who is I think 18, 19 now um, I looked I earlier I thought he'd be in his 20s then no um, I, I did look early 20 21. no I did look early I'm sure he's about 19 or something like that I can't, I can't remember maybe he's 21 yeah, he could be he might um, be 19, 20 now right. I mean his, his dad's only 38 so you know not he could, he could be about 20 21 but he um, he knocked out of the park like yeah. I was seriously seriously impressed by him um as I said to you, I don't understand why he's not at least oh, he's not signed to like an NXT UK. Yeah, like he, it was incredible. Like, and he had the crowd as well. Like for for someone that young, he had the crowd in the palm of his hand. They, he was doing you know flips and dives all over the place, and MJF was on commentary. <laughs> MJF was on commentary right behind us. Uh, during, during this match and during the match before this and all you could hear was him uh, not shit talking he was putting these guys over you could hear him putting these guys over massively but you could hear him talking about flip-flopping and all this and he was like hey I'm, I, I don't like flip-flopping but these guys are great you know it was I mean really really incredible I mean if, if you can see the match because they were recording it obviously for I'm assuming what will now be Rev Pro on demand because the because Southside is being taken over by Rev Pro so I'm assuming it'll be on Rev Pro on demand so if you can watch that I definitely recommend you go and watch that because it was great and also you'll get to hear MJF on commentary which is a delight just before he had his jaw broken yeah. just before he had his jaw broken yeah and 
other than MG, uh, other than MJ, other than Ricky Knight Jr. Um, on that show, I was Im- so impressed with the debut as such of Anthony Agogo. So I think he got a great reaction. Yeah, I think he was good on the mic for what he did. You know, well, from a boxer anyway, I'd expect to be good on the mic. Yeah, yeah, he's a promo like he's he's, he's in the promo game anyway, but um. So at the beginning of the night, Cody Rhodes announced Anthony Gogo as being a signee to AEW, and then MJF had his match uh, a bit later on. Oh, that's the problem, Ryan. I can't really now remember an awful lot from MJF's match with Bradley Phillips, but because everything else from from after what MJF did after that took it away. So MJF, um, well, during that match, actually, he he was great, and uh, I I don't know the the. the, manager's name the female manager's name that comes down with Brady Phillips but he god damn it MJF at one point when he got on the mic beginning of the match he he turned to her and he said hey honey I don't know if you know this about MJF but I like a thick girl he likes them thick <laughs> and during the match she went to hit him and he grabbed her and kissed her um, oh, and he slapped her ass twice twice he slapped her ass twice and kept calling her sweetheart and honey god damn it oh, I mean she was actually quite good yeah, she was fantastic. It's a shame she got disqualified in the Battle Royal beforehand. Yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, she was... Never knew you were in a Battle Royal though, like that when you're eliminating people, you, you can't use a baseball bat. Yeah, funny that. I think, I don't think she was in the Battle Royal. I think she was just... She was in the Battle Royal. She got, she because, got disqualified. Oh, was she? Because I, I knew he said, like, he was like, you're out of here. And I thought he was, she was just kick, he was just kicking her out because she no, was she like was a actually manager in the match. Because uh, she was she was on the outside, slid in, hit someone with a baseball bat. And then he was like, you're out of here. I just assumed no, she, she was... She just started hitting everyone with a baseball yeah, bat. I just, disqualified. I, I just kind of assumed that she was a manager because she was the only... No, she was actually she was, in the match. Uh, just because she was the only female in the match, I sort of just assumed that she was the... She was, like, the manager or someone. Anyway, she... Um, yeah, she was great with with MJF. But then after the match, MJF um, called anybody out in the shithole country that is England. He called anybody out um, after disparaging England. And Anthony Agogo came out. They cut promos back and forth using the very very shitty mics that Southside Wrestling had that kept them cutting in and out. Um, they did their best with that. And Anthony Agogo is clearly going by the nickname the Governor. That was like, I think that must was a takeaway. Must be a Walking Dead thing. Yeah, Walking Dead. Like, that's such a British um, stereotype in it, governor. But they uh, they're calling Anthony Gogo the governor, and uh, MJF called him bitch boy, and Anthony Gogo punched him in the neck, and then took a selfie over his unconscious body, um, a video of which you can see on our Twitter at sew underscore podcast. You can go over and see that, or oh, on Facebook and on our YouTube. You can go and see it over there. Um, it was. I thought that was really entertaining. Now, I'll stick to Anthony Gogo just for a second, just because we posted that video online and it's got a lot of attention. Uh, Anthony Gogo posted his selfie with MJF. Uh, he replied to our our video by posting that selfie, and MJF replied and DDP uh, and all that sort of stuff. And we've had lots of like weird feedback about it. Really, it's really bizarre. So some people are like already criticizing it. What, like he cut the box, I can't punch? Yeah, Even people are like... It was a good punch. Yeah. People are like, oh, look at that boxer who he can't. He doesn't even know how to throw a punch. Fuck, he, he threw a punch. It was a good punch. Weird. Yeah. And and people obviously immediately... I'd like to go see you for a punch. Yeah. And people obviously immediately comparing it to uh, the Cain Velasquez, Tyson Fury signings oh, in America. Oh, you in can't WWE. compare it to Cain because that's no. completely different. Yeah. 
But Fury, this is also completely different because yeah. someone on the, the Twitter feed on the video actually also sat around and said he's actually been training in a luchador thing in yeah. this country. The London School of Lucha Libre replied to us and said, well, he was training, he's been training with us, which is Will Ospreay's training grounds. He trained at the London School of Lucha Libre. Yeah, no, Will Ospreay. <laughs> and uh, we had this argument at like 2am this morning about, about He that. should aim to be like Will Ospreay, but he's no Will <laughs> he's Ospreay. He's no Will Ospreay. Um, Yes, yeah, so he's been training. He's he's not like Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is coming in for like a one and done, maybe one more match after that. What maybe. is twelve million um, pounds? Yeah, after twelve his, million dollar deal. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. I'm better fucking bro. Yeah, Brock Lesnar can't wait to ask for his pay rise. Yeah, Brock's like, well, you're you're paying that dude for one match, twelve million. Okay, well, I'll take twenty five. I think contract negotiations. <laughs> are I think yeah, you can't compare that. Anthony Gogo is going to be an actual wrestler for AEW training under Cody you know he's I mean as Cody said last night he is their first developmental project and if we want to compare stuff like this to thing, then everyone copy TNA I'm sorry because TNA were the one who pulled off the deal with certain people this is several years ago this is back when Dixie was there AJ was still kind of around AJ was around actually because there was I think Hogan and Ric Flair bits there where they were bringing in they did deals with MMA lot to have MMA people come in and do stuff yeah and they were actually signed to the deal thing yep. some of them sort of stuck around one of them was being heavily trained up to come into it other ones were coming in and out of it yeah well, not so, fair. this has been a thing in wrestling for years like it's it's like it's not a new thing bringing boxes and f- fucking WWE bought Muhammad Ali back back in 1983 into this you know like the NWA were bringing boxes in all the time it's it's not an uncommon thing this is a pretty normal thing in the world of wrestling bring someone in who's got outside legitimacy on quote unquote you know whatever you want whatever legitimacy means and and use it in the wrestling world it's Especially not a new someone thing. who's got a name which can make they can, the company can get money out of yeah Anthony Agogo and oh this has been pissing me off so much on Twitter right people don't know what Google is so all the uh, I'm going to say Americans mainly have been who's that or fucking what, why what are, they are they saying signing? the same thing about Fury though yeah it is and it's like people this is a, this is it's uh, called I'm ignorance not, from the Americans we're yeah. not knowing outside of what happens with people outside of America yeah exactly I don't want to like well I was going to say I don't want to insult America but there we go the, um, but no, it's, true. It's, it's true it's, it's small minded America it's like it's this thing of if it doesn't happen in the United States it doesn't matter Tyson Fury is a huge name or is that why they, we had a heavyweight champion in the boxing world for a long time recently yeah exactly. until wait a Mexican beat him and we're still waiting for the American one to come along somewhere right? yeah it's, it's, it's like Tyson Fury is a huge name out in, in, throughout Europe throughout the world really just because he's not big in America doesn't mean he doesn't exist Antonio Gogo is a big name he was during the 2012 Olympics and stuff you heard of him all the time and since then he's a, he's a big name it's as simple as Google him I replied to several people you know Google him okay because you know that's all you got to do if you don't know a name Google him really I I don't watch I don't, please use the internet responsible because sometimes you can Google something and you don't want to see that yeah yeah but it, that, that, that blew my mind Anthony Gogo is a great signing for uh, for AEW it just I'm, I'm well really... it's like you look at the thing right now for Kane Vazquez and Fury same with him it, we'll see we'll see how yeah, it goes yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm there's ex- no guarantees in anything no, that they're doing but I'm excited to see where he goes apart from NJF because he, he's really great on the mic and he it seems like so it seems as though Anthony Gogo is going to be on AEW Dynamite this Wednesday I, I gather from what he said this week I gather I don't know that but I, that's what I think and I'm looking forward to see what he does he's going to be green 
you know, but he's a work in progress, which is fine. It's, oh, no, Cody did say if it doesn't go well, it's all his fault. Yeah, he did literally say, blame me for once. You can actually blame me for 100%. So. But no, the rest of this show. So what were your highlights? To be honest, for me, what I actually reckon this match should have been the main event, which was the four-way elimination tag team for the tag team belts. Yeah. So we had GBH, uh, which is uh, the team of Well, before Adam- they come out, though, oh, yeah. it was yeah. teased that the Young Bucks were coming out because yeah, they, yeah, were, they were the surprise guests. Yeah. So we had the UK hooligans, uh, Roy and Zack Knight, versus, of the night. Uh, versus the Anti-Fun Police versus Deadly Sins. Deadly Sins being the Southside Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And there was a there was a fourth unannounced team and the Young Bucks music played and the place went fucking nuts for it. And then GBH came out. And that's the team... And of- instead we get a fucking... Uh- Love Island reject. Yeah, so that's the team of Adam Maxted, who was on Love Island, went on World of Sport Wrestling, um, and a, a wrestler called Blake. I'm not going to take it away from him. He's a good wrestler. Yeah, they're all great. I think all, all four of these teams. He just loves amazing. himself too much. So yeah, that. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. The UK Hooligans should have won that match. Man, they were like, robbed. They were over. Like that place was nuts for them. They, they were every person in that building was trying let's go mental. I got me I think I love Roy because he just has that look at it he just suddenly stops gives you that look and he looks like he's a psychopath going to kill everyone yeah he's like ah this is this is where I get fucked up but I did also love them in an opening when they come around and that poor bloke who came back with two beers from the bar <laughs> Roy as they come in for the entry comes in walk they go up to the stands one guy um, Zach takes a swig out of his beer not too much Roy comes down always drinks all of it and leaves three quarters of a third of it and plays that alright and then walks up I think he's given that beer to someone else yeah yeah. he just necked basically the entire pint and then and just he was like oh fair enough didn't even question it they were over um, they, they didn't win because of disqualification yeah. so uh, one of the members of the Deadly Sins hit uh Zach with a chair Roy then came in and hit the member with deadly sins but with then chair. the referee woke up uh, yeah the referee didn't see the first chair shot saw the second chair shot um, that was yeah phenomenal match as well like that I think that's how you should do like four way tag matches really that's it like um, normally you get sort of it gets a bit like a clusterfuck when you see four-way tag. I don't think that was a clusterfuck. No, as I said, that for me should have been the main event. Yeah, I think it was the most... Um, I think it was when the crowd got the most into it. I think the best mm. like wrestling match was the Ricky Knight match. I yeah. think the best um, entertainment was 100% the UK hooligans like the four-way. I always wanted to see UK hooligans wrestle. Yeah, I had the opportunity. And it's the same with this one as well. It was a slow, quiet match. This one, it was more one of those ones just to keep the rest of this calm a bit. But it was Millie McKenzie. I've always wanted to see this woman wrestle because yeah. she just doesn't care what people think of her so and she just enjoys what she's doing. And I, yeah. She has a soft, I have a soft spot for yeah. her for it. Millie McKenzie took on Sadie Gibbs. Uh, Sadie Gibbs obviously just been signed by AEW. So she was over here. Um, and the same, she lost. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't think she was going to lose. I thought it was going to be a thing the whole night of like the AEW guys would go over. So that was, that was quite surprising. But um, that was a good match. It was a shame because... It, did uh, you, you can correct me but I think that came just after the tag match did it not uh, some, I think it, it might have been a little was it bit just after the MJF thing it, I think well, it was after the MJF right, stuff because the crowd had got really hyped up and then they put but that match on so it was the thing is because you didn't have that and then you had Sean Spear which was also it was just quite comedy but it was yeah. they did nothing to rouse the thing up from the yeah. fans I it's th- like those two matches where they just sort of keep it cool and go yeah. from there so like they have these sort of obviously everyone has these filler matches just to 
you, you get the crowd up, you, you come back down to bring them back up again. That's sort of like booking 101. But it's a shame that they've done it with this match just because it was a really good... But to be fair... The whole card was really yeah. good, so you can't. There was yeah, nothing the on the card. The women's championship match was impressive. It's just oh, the really same. Impressive. Is it? Is her name Jade here or Jade? Oh, Jade. Yeah, Jade. It's actually that's, Jade. That's poison. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that. She yeah, was amazing. So was, she was robbed too. There was a three-way um, match for the women's championship, which they, which Southside they calls tried the queen, to which, kill each other. Which Southside calls the queen of Southside championship. It was Kanji who was the champion versus Jade versus Shana. Um, and for this match, Brandy Rhodes and Cody were both sat on the uh, on the stage watching. No, they, that's from at that point they just stayed up. Yeah, there. they stayed up there for the second half of the show and watched. But these three women went out there and killed each other. They put on a hell of a show. To obviously, but show Jade was robbed. She was amazing. Jade was good. All, all three of them. Just the way where she got there, she did the, we were like that. This slow, like never gonna end because she did the slow walk down, walked up part of the stairway on the stands on the yeah. other side, turns around, starts walking back down again. This little these kids get ready to run one runs right past her it's just the look she gives him yeah. <laughs> and carries on walking it was just that yes sold on you it was it was great Kanji I think if any of the, those three are getting signed by AW it's probably going to be Kanji just because I think and her nickname was it was the Asian sensation that was her nickname but she was we both said the same thing she was kind of what WWE probably hopes Bailey would have been problem is though it's hard for me to go for some the Asian sensation from I'm pretty sure it was Norwich yeah, from Norwich, England, the Asian sensation. But it kills it a little bit, don't it? Yeah, yeah. But all three of these were great. But overall, I think I thought that show was fantastic. Yeah, it was um, the whole from start to finish. The whole card was brilliant, and I think every person probably overperformed. Really, maybe they're on their top form because they they were like, "Oh, AW scouts are here. Let's let's overperform." But I think every single person was great and. Um, well, I think they also wanted to give a good send off to oh, absolutely for that for that show, and I think I think it was really really good. And I think it was a nice little send off. They done a nice little video package for the for the uh, for the promotion, which was really cool. Um, no, I really I really enjoyed it. Uh, but we'll move on to other news. Uh, so let's talk ratings. Let's talk WWE and AEW ratings here in the UK. What so, ratings? Yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty accurate. So. WWE Raw this Monday in the UK garnered a whopping 3,000 viewers. And how many times did they have to ask about do the three checkers? Yeah, so when these figures came in at Sky, Sky thought it was a glitch. So they rechecked them because they really thought it was a, <laughs> a, a computer glitch. No way could they have been this low. They they get they averaged generally 3,000, uh, 30,000 to 40,000, 45,000, whatever, viewers. They got 48,000 a couple of weeks ago when Tyson Fury was on the show because obviously he's a big name in the UK. Um, but it went down to 3,000 this week, which is just mind-boggling. This is a company, by the way, this is a company which wanted Sky to pay millions of, for TV rights for the show and that's not bad you know what treat BT Sports and I'm regretting their yeah, decision BT, I, I, we don't know how much BT Sports are paying for this but Jesus Christ if they're paying anything for this at this rate if they're only getting that amount they're paying too much it's but AEW is actually doing quite good numbers so AEW their uh, viewership from the reruns and stuff was 340,000 viewers around about that in uh, last week which is I think pretty pretty solid numbers when you compare that to an established brand like WWE which does have um, 
quite a large potential audience, not as big as ITV, but still quite a large potential audience, sort of um, about half. It's about, Sky Sports has, has about 12 million households. ITV is about 22 million. Well, so, it's free on TV. Yeah, exactly. So it's in every household. And everyone gets it. Yeah, exactly. But so th- those figures don't really um, add up. So if you've got half the potential fan base, you're still getting way under half the actual viewers. Um, but I think the biggest number out of this is Impact. 77,000 viewers. So Impact's been striving. They've been slightly and quietly building quite a loyal UK fan base for years now because they've, they've always been on free TV. Well, the thing is with, with um, Impact is they've gone, they went from up to a height in the company to a down quite low. Yep. To down slowly. They're slowly re- rebuilding building. themselves again. Yeah. They're also, they're, they're bringing back the TNA name for one night. They're, they're going to be doing TNA with all of the old TNA oh, stars. Oh, well, tits and us, right? Yeah, tits and us. They're going to, um, with, with some of the old stars for one night. I'm assuming WWE aren't going to be giving them in like AJ, but um, AEW seem to have signaled that they're okay. Like they'll, they'll send like the bucks over by the sounds of it to, to perform and stuff, um, which is kind of cool. But that's, that's going to be next year that they, they're doing that. Uh, but you can't have some of your really big names like Joe... Yeah, you're not going to get Smojo. You're not going to get AJ. Rude. Yeah, you're not going to get EC3. EC3. Yeah, you're not, like, you're not getting any of that. I don't know why I want to give EC3. They're not using it. Yeah, they, do, do you remember when they really wanted uh, to put Ric Flair in the Hall of Fame? So they just gave them Christian. And then they were like, how long for? And WWE basically like, how, how long do you want him for? Like that, because they couldn't give a shit about Christian. At well, that you point. mean Vince McMahon doesn't give oh, a shit Vince about Vince couldn't give a shit. Well, that's Bruce why Richard, actually, really. Um, was that's that, why he's still not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so they they just gave him, they gave Impact um, Christian for however long they wanted him just so they could induct Ric Flair with the Four Horsemen into the Hall of Fame. Can't they do that with EC3? Ah, just have him, however long you want him for, essentially, because they clearly give as big a shit about EC3 as they gave about Christian back then. Well, we also have, it's that time of year again, where we all venture off to Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel. So... Let's run through the card of this a little bit. So you have Team Hogan versus Team Flair. You have Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury. You have Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez for the WWE Championship. You have Mansoor versus Cesaro. Mansoor being the man who only gets brought out for the Saudi Arabian shows. Uh, You have a nine-team tag team turmoil match for the WWE World Cup. Uh, You have... Seth Rollins versus The Fiend in a Fool's Count Anywhere match. So, goodbye fucking draft, apparently, for this show. You have a 20-man battle royal, the winner of which faces AJ Styles for the United States Championship, and you have AJ Styles taking on that battle royal winner that Probably night. straight after that match, right? Probably straight after, I'd assume, yeah. So, I'm interested to see Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury. I'm interested to see Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. Yeah, I also want interested to see how they can screw up Seth with the Fiend. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. as you know, Seth's probably going to win that match. Oh, I do love. So it's stipulated that this falls count anywhere match. The, that there is a stipulation here which says match cannot be stopped for any reason. Well, thank fuck you finally told us that. You know, after the Helena Cell bullshit debacle. Like Jesus Christ! Like match can't be stopped for any reason. I bet they'll still find their way out of it because how. Oh, whatever. Like, the, the Fiend can't lose, but also he can't win because he's on a fucking different brand. No, oh, it's just so stupid. What's we know WWE booking for you? Which means Seth's going to win. 
I just told you that. But, yeah, but that's what it's, that means. It just makes no fucking sense. That's WWE booking for Oh, Jesus for Christ. You. It's like... And, and do you know what the problem is? You then go on Twitter and you see these fucking idiots who will defend this. Because they'll be like, oh, well, you know, they can't have the Fiend win, so they, they, they've got to book it the best they can. Don't book the match. Don't make the storyline. Well, I am waiting for uh, Paul Heyman to be made just a on-air on talent again after uh, yeah. his very terrible reactions or what are you going to show that Eric Bischoff was just a get out of yeah there we go so like um, Eric Bischoff was scapegoated for the the, 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 the massive drop from uh, Fox at week two to week one well you know Raw's not doing so fucking stellar either and they're getting 3,000 viewers here in the UK so how about we we um, give it a poorly dangerously then as well fuck um, I just th- this I don't even know what to make. This Seth Rollins Fiend thing is just bullshit. It's just bull- they should never have started this story. They should have had the Fiend run through the fucking roster for the next year, yeah. not touch a title. He doesn't need a title. He's like Undertaker. Taker very rarely went for the title because he didn't need the title. Austin didn't need the title. He's like that sort of character that he doesn't need the title, especially not after what a month. God damn it! They're gonna. I, if the Fiend wins this, I'll eat my words. But I still won't because it's still been bullshit, bullshit booking. But I don't know how they get out of this. Either they put the title on the Fiend, and then SmackDown has both the Universal and the WWE Championship. Well, maybe. Well, Brock's not going to be there, but you know. Or what? Remember the World Championship. Yeah. Or what? They 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 split the, the identities. Fox has. Bray Wyatt, Raw has the Fiend. Yeah, but to get the Fiend to work properly, you need both characters. Yeah, you do. You can't have one. But anyway, this Saudi show is bullshit. Anyway, let's just... Well, it's, let's, not, it's got a couple of good matches, huh? No, but let's remind ourselves that the, the, the Saudi deal is bullshit. Let's remind ourselves, let's not overlook the fact that they've actually given us a card here, which for the first time in the Saudi shows is kind of worthwhile. But let's not overlook the fact that they shouldn't be in fucking Saudi Arabia anyway. That this should be a WrestleMania. Let's go over. Let's get over that argument now. And, you know, I'm not over. It. I'm never going to be over it. It's fucking bullshit. They shouldn't it's be. It's not going to change anything. No, I know, but I think that anyone. I think everyone should be saying it. I think it should be. It's great for the fans. The Saudi fans, good for you. Well, well done. You get a great show. It works out well for them on the fact that hopefully, like they did the last one, the royal family's not on the camera and they try and keep them all. Yeah. I reckon they should just give them some VIP boxes and have them off the floor. Yeah, I, I think they should just put the fucking fans, all of the fans on the floor and not use those stupid little bucket seats for, for executives and royals and shit. I don't know. It's great for the Saudi fans. I won't, wouldn't take anything away from them whatsoever. But And I'm, I'm happy now that they stopped playing the goddamn propaganda videos during the show after that ridiculous backlash after the first show where they were like, hey, Saudi Arabia is so progressive. And then everyone was like, uh, you fucking what? they're the complete opposite of that um, they've stopped doing that they've stopped even actually mentioning that they're in Saudi Arabia so on the show they just say Riyadh we're in Riyadh and they, they, they admit the fact that Riyadh's in Saudi Arabia because they know that they're going to get booed the fuck out of if they if they mention that so they've there's baby steps but anyway we've got eight more years of this <laughs> this deal eight more years as part of this ten year partnership with uh, Saudi Arabia we were on the third year of it now no, it only started last year. It feels longer, I know. They've done two shows last year. They've done a show earlier this year, and this is their, this is their fourth show of the 10-year ten, ten deal. So it's eight more years of this bullshit. Oh, at least I've got AEW. Yeah. Or even better, I've got uh, NWA Power. Yeah, NWA Power. That's the show to fucking watch. Um, 
Or, actually, another bit of news from the last week is that New Japan is starting up an American uh, show. It's quite shocking that that's coming about now and at the same time triple, uh, they're mentioning NXT Japan. Yeah. So, this is I think there's two things out of this. So, firstly, New Japan had its height maybe two years ago, two or three years ago, when like, the Bullet Club was running and Kenny Omega and Okada and Tanahashi and all that shit was going what, on. You mean like, all the elite lot were there? Yeah, all the elite. Like, that was when New Japan was at its height. And those guys, the elite guys, really wanted an American show and New Japan weren't giving it to them. And now those guys leave and now New Japan sets up in America. But whatever. Well, um, at least that means one good thing from a Japanese man from uh, WWE. Yeah. So WWE is also making moves to open up WWE Japan or NXT Japan. Um, they tried to buy Stardom. Uh, that failed. They tried to buy Noah. Uh, that failed. Well, that's because no one there wants them. So they're still trying to set up their own their own sort of dojos and stuff in Japan and set up NXT UK, uh, NXT Japan over there. Um, it's a funny thing like we were just sort of talking about this we don't know this this is pure speculation but Shinsuke Nakamura is a huge star in Japan you cannot underestimate just how big of a freaking star he was when he was part of New Japan and it would be great like I I assume that they would probably want him to like they've moved Finn over to NXT I'd assume they'd probably want Shinsuke to maybe be part of NXT Japan the problem being the man just wants to sit in California and surf He's probably looked at the uh, New Japan America one of that. That's my dream. Yeah. I'm doing it. Like, Dave Meltzer stated many times that Shinsuke, all Shinsuke wanted to do when he signed to WWE was take it easy in his later years and surf. That's it. And I bet if they try moving back to Japan, he's going to be like, what the fuck? I just tried to come over here and surf. That's it. I'm going to New Japan America. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's... That's just another show, though. That's just another damn show. We'll never get it, but you know, we'll never get well, it. No, that's TV. America. Um, it, it, obviously, New Japan has a big um, international development plan in place, so they want to go come to the UK. They want to do all that stuff. Did you imagine though when they come to here and do that, and Will Ospreay just runs it? Yeah, yeah. They so obviously at the moment they do all their their sort of New Japan shows in cooperation with Rev Pro but they want to be able to run their own stuff, which they did for the first time this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was this they year they've done, they done yeah. their first one. Yeah, the Copper Box Arena, which was a legit sellout. Um, so they're obviously, they're obviously starting it, which is good for them. More wrestling, it, I suppose it's a good thing, I suppose, as long as it's good. Um, anyway, we also have a statement from 2K Games from this week. So after the massive backlash um, from 2K obviously we done a we done a show on it and 2K released a statement saying and I'll quote saying we're listening we're listening closely to the feedback that's been shared regarding WWE 2K20 and are aware of the concerns some players are reporting some. we're working hard to investigate these concerns and address them as necessary we expect to have an initial patch ready in the next two weeks with others to follow stay tuned to WWE Games social media channels for more information I like the way they said some yeah so an initial patch and uh, others to follow. That all automatically says, we ain't fixing it. We're just giving oh. you some sort of fixes. That ain't it. They ain't fixing shit. They think that game's perfect. Yeah. Like, the fact that it took them several days to release a statement in the first place is pretty embarrassing. But then not to mention the fact that now they're still saying, we're going to give you this patch, 
But there's also a lot of other shit which we're not going to fix. God damn it. Well, hopefully one day they'll fix that patch with the uh, still steps in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Or when people go f- swinging around the ring at a million oh, no. miles an hour. It did make a great video with Ronda Rousey and a certain song. Yeah. Yeah. If it hadn't been for Carton Agile, they, um, there was a lot of, a lot of, well, there still are, sorry, a lot of issues with, with 2K20. And I, if they fix half of them, uh, I, which I don't think they're going to, if they fix half of them, it'll be a good thing. I doubt they will. I, I reckon they'll fix the main things, which will be they'll stop Ronda Rousey dancing in the ropes. Oh, you know? but that's a great thing. <laughs> they'll stop, you know, they'll stop people flying around the ring. They'll probably stop the ref humping Charlotte whenever she's like bent over. What's um, wrong with that? Yeah, quite a lot, I think, nowadays. Just because a certain other man backstage might get upset about the referee. <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I think it, I think people may get a bit pissy with it. Actually, it's the probably the best. As I said, this Only is one why, man will get upset with it. This is why two K twenty is going to be the game of the year for these sort of things because of these because yeah, of these. Glitches. I've already made game of the year because of that one video that came out about Ronda. Yeah, uh, but I think that's about it for for this week, really. In um, in wrestling, so. I mean, obviously, we actually we had Finn Balor turning heel. That was probably a, one of the major. With things. his best ever Pele kick yeah, he's ever done. Knocked the living fuck out of Johnny Gargano with a Pele yeah. kick. Poor Johnny Gargano. He just wants to have friends, and they all turn on him. Yeah, Johnny Gargano is the perfect baby face to turn well, on. Apparently, I get a feeling that Johnny Gargano is not a very good friend. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Johnny Gargano is the, the the one here. Maybe we should all hate Johnny Gargano. Yeah, he's the he's the actual issue here. Because wait for it. By the end of the year, his wife's going to divorce him. <laughs> the um. That was a great thing. And obviously you had all the club, uh, uh, all the Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, AJ, um, being like, hey, Heel Butler's back. And being like, and Carl uh, Anderson was like, hey, Prince. Obviously referring to Prince Debit. And on WWE backstage like, uh, on Friday night, Finn Balor said, well, the Prince is back, harkening back to New Japan. Even I quite like, I quite like the name Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yeah. So Prince Balor. I'm, I'm all for heel Balor. I think he's great as a heel. Like that's his, that's where he yeah. sort of makes a fucking killing. That's his thing. I'm also going to be more happy if I get to see more of the frigging demon. Yeah. All we want is more demon. That's literally all everyone wants. And yeah, no, I, see, I wonder though. I wonder if because they're they're going to be like, oh no, we want to keep the demon as like a baby face thing. Oh, shut up! It's Triple H. Yeah, I suppose. But I don't know. And he was doing that thing in New Japan while being a yeah, demon it was a as well. Different character in in NXT or WWE. That's the thing. Well, just a different name now on his hill. No, no. I mean, he's still keeping the same name, but it's like he, he was. No, a different no. Character. I generally mean it's a different name. That's basically going to be about it. When now he's in America. I think now that he's hill, just basically he has a different name in NXT to what he had in New Japan. Oh yeah, but he's, yeah, but yeah, it's a different character because he was always heel in in New Japan, but. Like the, the the demon that they use in WWE is like the babyface move. Like they use they love that as the babyface thing. They like selling kids costumes of the demon and shit. They don't like doing that when they're heels generally. They don't like selling heel stuff to kids, generally speaking. I bet that's still doing Bailey. No, they've stopped, they've pulled all their match. Same because that was what CM Punk's big thing was, weren't it? Where he was like, if when I turn heel, I ain't gonna be selling merch. So I need some more money. So I, you need to pay me more because when I'm when I'm heel, I ain't selling shit. Because WWE doesn't like making heel merch, really, because they don't like promoting bad guys to kids. Anyway, that's all we have time for this week, and we'll see you next time with another Straight Edge Wrestling podcast. Go on over to Twitter and follow us there at sew underscore podcast. Head over to Facebook, YouTube, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, and all that good stuff. And we will see you next time. We're out.